Hi, everyone. I'm Anthony Mindel. Welcome to In The Moment, a podcast about acting, art, and life, and that tricky little thing we're all after but rarely find ourselves in, the moment. In this series, I talk to all kinds of creatives and friends about the joys and the ah, heartache and challenges of acting, writing, producing, and getting out of our own ways to be the creative channels we all are. For more information, go to anthonymile.com, and you can also find us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Okay, I hope you enjoy. On today's episode, Tony chats with TV and film international casting director Nancy Bishop. Known for everything from The Pink Panther to The Illusionist, The Avengers, and Borat's subsequent movie film, which has already won more than 26 awards and is up for a few Golden Globes as well. They discuss the world of casting lists, how to get seen by a casting director, and how to chase good work as an actor. Today's podcast episode is sponsored by We Audition. Receive 25% off with the promo code AMAW on weaudition.com. The video chat community to audition, rehearse, self-tape, and get advice, and hopefully book the fucking job. Hello, everybody. Welcome to In The Moment Podcast with my guest today, Casting director extraordinaire, Nancy Bishop. This is where I push the applause button, Nancy. <laughs> How's it going? So Nancy, uh, you've done a lot of stuff. Wait, where are you? Are you in London right now? Or you are in? I'm in Prague at the moment, um, but uh, I am still bi-located. It's just not very easy to go back and forth right now, as you can yeah. imagine. Yeah. But yeah. are you, you're, you're American or are you American or are you? Yeah, I'm American. Okay. And cause you've been, cause you've been casting for a long time and you've been based in Europe for a long time. So were you just, it's time to leave America or you like come back and forth or what's your story? Well, I left America in the nineties to go to Prague and um, work at a theater company in Prague. And then, um, I just ended up staying. I was invited uh, to direct a play and then I ended up taking over the theater company. And then when all the um, films came to Prague, I, um, they asked me to cast because I knew the actors. So that's how it happened. Wow. Do you speak Czech? <clears throat> yes, I, I do, but it's pretty rusty these days. But yeah, I, I'm a Czech citizen. Oh, wow. Is uh it's part of the EU, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. And Where so I'm in LA. Oh, okay. All right. So it's early for you. All right. Yeah, it's it's 8 a.m. Uh but so are you part of like were you part of like the Vlock of Havel like group? Like were you yes, of Havel, yes. Yes. Oh my god. Okay, yeah. That's like, he was such an amazing activist and political, you know, theater artist. And I, I went to grad school in London and, you know, I, a lot of my early studies had to do with his work. And so, wow, he, he died recently, right? Like a couple of years no, ago. Not so recently. It was um, uh, 11, I think, or no, oh, it was wow. 12, 12 maybe. But okay. uh, but he, uh, I'm impressed that you know who he is because a lot of people don't know. And so I'm really pleased that you remember him. And yes, he was had a big influence on me. I signed the petition to get him out of prison in 89. And then, or no, did I sign it in 88? Maybe. No, I signed it in 
I signed it in 89. It was the year that he became president later that year in 89. But yeah, uh -huh. he went from being in prison to being the president in the same year. But um, yeah, so he had a big influence on me. And um, I do think he's an important person in theater history and in political history, yeah. For sure. Well, that would yeah. be kind of embarrassing as a, as a teacher director if I didn't know who he was. I feel like- But a lot of people don't actually. They, people have forgotten him, unfortunately. He was a big influence on my, it's so weird because I haven't thought about him in a while, but like, uh, didn't he, I, I remember seeing, oh God, what was the theater? Uh, it was in London. This was in like 91. I saw a production of Mad Forest. It was or, Carol oh. Churchill's play. Right, but yeah. Was about, I, from what I recollect, like Czechoslovakian dissidents and, yeah, right? That one was about our Romanian dissidents. Romanian, but I okay. Why you would link it because it was all that um, time period when there were lots of revolutions in Eastern Europe, but um yeah, she wrote about the Romanian revolution. The Czech revolution was much more peaceful than that one. Yes. Wow. So we have a lot of similar interests because you were an actress as well. Uh, I was never a career actor, really. But I mean, I've done some acting, certainly. And I trained as an actor. Interesting. You know, I just read uh, Andre Gregory's autobiography. Mm -hmm. Oh, I bet that's and great. It's really great. I got the book on tape and he narrates it and book on tape. Oh my God, it's so oh, 80s. Oh, that sounds good. I'm going to put that on my list because I love listening to books. Yeah, I think you'd really enjoy it because, you know, he was, he went and trained uh, under Jersey Grotowski and, you know, so he was very much steeped in a very, he was, he worked at the Berlin Theater Ensemble. I mean, the influence of European theater was like very instrumental in his, development and career and a lot of the young people listening will not know who these people are Nancy <laughs> okay so it's called this is not my memoir is that what it's called? exactly that's right this is not my memoir I like yeah that. it's it's really funny and beautiful and since you have a love for theater and like just the politicalness of theater and its impact I think you would probably really okay, you know yeah, he, I'm gonna put it on my uh, wish list yeah so, so you were never a career actress, but obviously you love the theater and, and how did you, so for my listeners, like you've cast so much stuff. I mean, your most recent is the wonderful Borat subsequent movie film, also known as Borat 2. Um, and we have a mutual friend in that film because I'm friends with Maria. Oh, how did you meet Maria? Well, see, this is so, I have like such strong ties to Eastern Europe. It's so interesting. So, you know, I have schools all over the world. We have a school in London. And from our London school, I have a Bulgarian student named Julian Kostov. Oh, yeah, who, Julian, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, you know Julian. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you've brought him in. I'm sure you've brought in a lot of my actors. Well, Julian is, her, is, is actually like, he's he's become an agent as well. So he yeah. introduced me to her, yeah. yeah. Although she was on my list because she was in this film uh, that was at the Carly B. Murray Film Festival, but... Um, yeah. Okay. So Julian studied with you. Okay, cool. Yeah. He, so, and he was so excited about the work we were doing. He brought me over to, to Sophia and I taught a group of actors for a week. We did like an intensive in Sophia at New Boyana Studios. And, you know, he just really wanted, he's very big on bringing 
uh, you know, giving access to Eastern European, Bulgarian actors, access to things that they, you know, 10 years ago, they wouldn't have had access to, right? And trying to open up possibilities for them. So, and since then, he's brought a number of faculty from our school in London over to teach. And it's kind of like an adjunct program we have there through him. And he's been really, he's really amazing. He really is really great about trying to help actors and, and he's doing really great work himself as an actor. I think he's in a new Netflix series that's coming out. That's, he told me the name of it. I can't remember, but. Yeah, yeah, he, no, he's very helpful. I do work with him a lot. And he, and he talked about bringing me to Bulgaria too. And we just haven't made it happen yet, but. Oh, you I'm should sure do I'll it. Go. I'm sure I'll go at some point, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So like, so anyway, I was just kind of reading some of your credits, Snowpiercer, The Avengers. G.I. Joe. So how did you, when did you start to segue into casting or were you always doing that as a part of your- well, Like I say, I mean, I, I started as a theater director in Prague and then when the film started coming over and I knew the actors, that's how I got into it. Uh-huh, okay. So pretty, a natural sort of progression, I guess. Yeah. And, and do you, you've been there for, gosh, how, a long time. So do you, do you not, since when? Since the nineties, yeah. Wow. So do you ever come back stateside? Sure, but you know, of course I haven't recently because of the pandemic. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess it's pretty exciting because I mean, even though the business has opened up and it is so international, you're probably one of the most recognizable casting directors that covers Europe, right? Because there's not, Do you I don't think know, there's, that's good? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, there's a lot of UK based casting directors, I know, but like, I mean, you're handling a lot. I don't know. Do you handle like Serbia and like that whole region or do you, is it mostly like productions that also shoot in Czechoslovakia or Czech Republic or? Yeah, I mean, it just depends. I mean, at the moment I'm working on something that is shooting in Serbia. It's funny you mentioned Serbia. <laughs> um, I have worked, but you know, it just depends. I mean, I, I started my career doing local casting and I'm kind of, to be honest, um, I think I'm wrapping up on that kind of work. I don't really like doing just the, just the local stuff anymore. Um, and there's quite a lot of stuff that comes through here that is just like they'll have a casting director elsewhere and then they just want you to do the little parts here. And I, to be honest, that's um, that's less interesting to me now than it used to be. And there, um, so I'm doing um, more international kind of projects. So they could be shooting anywhere. I mean, I'm doing one right now that's shooting in Wales. One's shooting in Italy, one's shooting in Serbia, one's shooting, <laughs> God, worse. <laughs> I know there's another one I can't remember right now, I'm blanking out, um, Romania. So yeah, I mean, it, it, it could be almost anything, you know? Yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying about local casting. I mean, that's really changed a lot. Like I've been in the business for almost well 30 years but like teaching for 25 years but like it's interesting how even before covid how stuff was migrating into more local like being local hires right and you know we have schools in areas like atlanta or copenhagen or um south cape town has become like a big hub now because stuff is starting to migrate to areas where they can find quote unquote local hires so it's cheaper right for productions to 
originate there. That's why I'm always telling actors, like, you don't necessarily have to be in LA or New York or London anymore, you know? Definitely not. And it could be an advantage to be in your hometown if your hometown is a place that has production coming, yeah. Well, I think we originally met from my student and he's one of my closest friends, Nicola, my friend Nicola, who's Serbian. And he is, he's back and forth here. And then we were talking the other day, he's back just for a couple of weeks, but then he's going back to Serbia and London. And um, do you know Nicola Miskic? Or he goes by Nicola Kent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, just like a lot of the work he's gotten has come out of Serbia and out of the UK. And I just, I think sometimes actors need to go where the lowest hanging fruit is to create work, you know? Yeah. I think it's, I mean, it's competitive wherever you are, but I think if you have access, it's sort of like, I don't know, I don't like that mentality about being a big fish in a small pond because work just begets work, as you know. You probably know everybody in that region, and so they call you up to have you work. It's the same thing to being an actor, you know? Um, I don't know, like, tell me your... So I don't know, since since a lot of actors listen to my podcast, obviously, I mean, I talk about all things. I talk about politics and climate change and Black Lives Matter and social justice movement and human rights. Like we can talk about whatever, because I think it's all connected. Like I think really good art, you know, talking about Blaka of Havel is like really good art is political and really good art art is about provoking a new way of thinking and opening our hearts and minds around a topic. And I will always teach from that point of view, as opposed to it's about booking a job. It's great when actors can book jobs, but I think as you get older, you also want to be a part of something that's more, um, I don't know, that starts to make a difference, has to say something, right? Mm -hmm. So, well, yeah, I mean, I started yeah. out that way, doing a lot of political theater and stuff like that. And, um, um, yeah, well, political theater has taken on a different meaning now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, it's when I think about my time in London when I was in my 20s, how much, I don't know, you feel like through theater you can really change the world, you know? And I don't know, to, to not ever lose sight of that power of telling stories. Um, but I was just going to say, like, what do you what do you look for in an actor? I mean, this to me is always interesting because I'm doing a clubhouse later today and I know actors always ask these questions and there's no one answer. I'm always trying to tell them like, it's being who you are and it's trusting yourself. And, but I, from a casting director's perspective, I'd love to hear like, what do you, like what do you see in Maria or what is it that you see in people that strikes you as, oh, I want that person in my movie? Well, I mean, what I could see in Maria would be potentially nothing if she wasn't right for the role, you know what I mean? So, I mean, like one of the questions that I get like at a dinner party, let's say, <laughs> um, would be like, who are your favorite actors? And, you know, I don't have favorite actors because I don't think that way, you know? It doesn't do me any good to think in terms of who's my favorite actor. I mean, that's the way like an ordinary person who goes to the movies thinks, right? 
So I I think in terms of lists all the time, because that's what we're paid to do is make lists of actors. So we have to make, you know, we have to make lists according to what we're looking for. And, you know, it has, uh, there's, you know, so when you sit down to cast a film, there's so many things to consider. It's like, do you have to have a star to greenlight the film? Do you, you know, where does the film take place? What palette of faces do you need? What, um, what's the time period? Um, what are the characteristics of the character and the age ranges and um, where are you shooting? And then we make lists. And so, you know, what I look for in the actor is if they're right <laughs> for the role, if yeah. they are, you know, and sometimes, and even more maybe about the pandemic now, it's like where you live can be even more important than it used to be because it's so, it can be so hard to travel people now. So that can be a potentially very important point. And it's just, it's funny because no matter what, I mean, actors want to work. So they always say, oh, I don't care. I'll work for a lo- as a local anywhere. And it's like, no, actually, no, you can't because borders are closed. Yeah. And, you know, they'll, they'll write to me on Facebook. It's okay. I can live anywhere. I'll just live anywhere. Where, wherever you're shooting, that's where I live. And I'll be like, no, <laughs> like, it's much more complicated than that. Yeah. There's quarantine, borders closed flights are canceled like all these kinds of things so that can be become a deal breaker um and uh you know so it's yeah so i think in terms of lists and very specific and i get i get emails i get several at least several emails from actors a day and they they just want me to be on they want to be on my radar but it's a very rare time that i'll answer them with a specific thing because um unless they happen to hit me on a day where i'm really just looking for that specific thing they have you know like maybe that they speak german and that's what i'm looking for that day and they say oh i'm uh i'm living near prague and i speak german and i need that that day i might write back and say oh great but uh, but that's kind of rare really right well, I think you speak to a couple points. One is, you know, is a person, that's really what casting is about, right? Is a person really right for the role? And somebody can be a really great actor, but still their essence or their energy may not meet the sort of idea or the descriptions or whatever it is that the casting director or the director is looking for. And I'm always trying to advocate for the actor that it's not, it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean you're not a good actor just because you don't, whoever gets the job is the person who most fits that role. Like you just said about Maria, it doesn't matter. Right. And I think the thing about lists, uh, just for my listeners who aren't aware of what a list is, is, I mean, you could speak to that, but like every casting office and director, there are lists for directors, there's lists for writers, there's lists for showrunners, there's lists for actors. So basically, Actors who mean something in terms of foreign sales or a value are also just have a reputation or do you want to speak more to that, Nancy? Um, Well, yeah, I mean, but like I said, I mean, a list could be a list of, um, you know, 17 to 22 year olds um, who live in London and um, have a, an East End accent, that, that could be a list. Do a you know list. what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Quite stupid like that, yeah. <laughs> you know, quite specific. Or a list could be, okay, I need, you know, 
five A-list actors that will greenlight my film. It could be that. It could be like, okay, there's the George Clooney list, and then there's also a list that just an ordinary jobbing actor would be on because it, like I said, it's, um, you know, we have lists right now working on a boxing film. So we have lists of boxers, for example, like, uh -huh. you know, or, you know, like that. So this can be almost anything. And in a movie like Borat, let's say, since you were handling that region, are you also working, are you co-casting with an American casting director or do you work sometimes like that or? Do yeah, sometimes, but Borat was a very mysterious process because I mean, I have European casting director credit. There's not really anybody who did the American casting except the, you know, they, they kind of went through street cast. I mean, there were people who did it, of course, but it they were real people that they cast. Right. You know, Rudy they, Giuliani did not need to be yeah, cast. They, yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he did. He, needed, he needed to be recast. <laughs> it's so funny. If you look at the IMDb credits, you see Mike Pence and Rudy Giuliani. Oh, <laughs> shit, really? themselves um, playing themselves that's, <laughs> that's so scary it's a burden that they have to endure every day playing themselves yeah um, and uh so uh i did so in that case i'm the only one who got credit on the film for casting um but they had other casting directors do searches at various times. Um, but, but that was a very specific thing. And when, when, when I first started casting that, I mean, I eventually figured out or they eventually told me and I eventually met Sasha, but I didn't, when I started, they didn't even tell me it was Sasha. Oh my and gosh. They didn't, they didn't tell me it was Borat. And, um, you know, they just told me what I was looking for. And it sounded very much like Borat the way it was, you know, but I didn't know if it was somebody, I, I it took a while before that was revealed to me that I was, you know, and then I had a phone call with Sasha and I met him and, um, and they gave me a kind of out, actually they gave me an outline of the plot at one point and I thought it was going to be Trump, but it was Pence that they were going after. Oh wow! And they didn't—they didn't mention Giuliani, and I think that was off that on the fly. I don't know yeah. if that was—I don't think that was planned at the beginning. So, so, and obviously they didn't plan to have that pandemic stuff. You know, that was you know pre-planned. That wasn't pre-planned. That was on the fly. You know, yeah. so yeah. So, was there no script? Did you not? Did you just kind of have a treatment or an outline? Is that how you had to work? I had uh, that was an improv. And then uh -huh. they did write some stuff just to see if she could deliver jokes. Yeah. Well, she, but I mean- had a lot of fun improving with the actresses. And at one point we came up with this funny spiel about um, cannibalism, you know, like they were supposed to pretend that they were in this little village and, and um, <laughs> some of the girls were really funny. They, I had so much fun with them. This one was, <laughs> I'm trying to remember what she, she delivered the joke really well. She said, um, my, my grandmother doesn't cook, so we cook my grandmother <laughs> or something like that. 
<laughs> oh my god it was really good that's funny i bet those were fun castings right like it was just... really fun it was really fun but then after a while when because so we i mean we saw hundreds of girls it i mean at a certain point i just i mean and i had a great staff i would say nobody's funny to me anymore can you watch these like nobody's funny just watch this yeah i mean i think i think Nancy, that speaks a little bit to, I think actors should always like, I have a lot of actors that intern at big casting offices here in LA. And I think it's been very valuable for them to see what happens on the other side, right? Because I think what you just said speaks to, if, it, if a casting director is seeing like a hundred actors a day, after a while, it's just, it's a lot. And I think actors, as they should, I guess, like actors make it all about, ourselves which we have to at some level but but the casting director isn't just focused on one actor because you're seeing so many people right so mm -hmm. it's all numbers and I think this is why I keep saying it's not personal like I don't know after you see a hundred tapes you might be like I can't see anymore and that person just might not get seen for something you know it's it's definitely if we requested tapes, we watch everything. You know? Okay, I mean, so you do when watch, we yeah. Don't watch it, when we don't watch it is when we, um, when people just send stuff that isn't requested, you know, and people do do that. They send, you know, like I said, I get several emails a day, at least several a day from actors just sending me whatever. Oh, here's my reel. Here's my short, even random questions. I got a, a, an email from an actor I didn't know today, and I don't know why they thought that I owed them an answer to this, but they were just like, can you explain to me the process of TV cast? And I was like, what? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I did write a book, so they could read my book if they wanted to. Um, yes. What's it called? I'll, I'll plug your book. Auditioning for Film and TV. Um, Auditioning for Film and TV. Yeah, and it's it's published by um, Bloomsbury, and uh, but I just finished another one, which should I, I think it will come out later this year. That it's an update of that. It's and it's called auditioning for film and TV in the post Me Too era. Oh wow! Okay. And is that about you know the things that actors, actresses especially, are maybe oftentimes they feel like they need to do or is subjected to? For everybody, it's not just for actresses, it's for yeah. everybody. What you were talking about? Yeah, it covers a lot of those kinds of um, issues that are being uh, debated and discussed in casting now, yes. Yeah, that's great. Well, I guess I, I, uh, I wanted to ask so too, so like you get unsolicited, like, so, I mean, there's always like, uh, so you would say people should not reach out to you directly. And if, if it's not specific to a project, like how do, cause actors are always trying to figure out, well, how do they get seen by a casting director? So what would you suggest? So I do give out a lot of information for actors. I mean, like I say, it's like, you can write to me, but you'll get this, you know, form letter. <laughs> and, um, and uh, you, of course you can write to me, but it, it's, you're only going to get a response if, 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 if you're, what I'm looking for that day, but that's why we we rely on on agents and um, you know databases and things like that, so that we can find you at the right time when we need you. 
I don't even have a filing system that would really accommodate all these people that write to me. You know what I mean? So I wouldn't be able to call you up at the right moment unless you had something really particular about you that I could file somehow, you know? Um, but uh, I don't think that it's, it's necessarily the right way to think, to think, how can I get to a casting director? It's more, how can I do good work? And, you know, if you're doing good work, then, then, will come to you kind of thing, right. you know? Yeah, yeah, chase good work, that's right. Yeah, again, it, the network of people you meet by doing good work starts to expand. I also think it's a little bit presumptuous for somebody to just randomly ask you a question. I mean, you know, I think nowadays because of our social media connections, like people feel, I get asked things all the time. I always answer as a teacher, but, but I do feel like a casting, we, we don't always have time to answer like, oh, I, I got to look at your reel and I'm going to give you feedback on your reel. You know what I mean? It's just, I can't do that. So it's kind of crazy if somebody's sending you an email saying, Nancy, what do you think about blah, 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 blah. I mean, your whole day would be, you know, responding to emails. That's right. Yeah. And it almost is anyway. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I think again, I don't think actors realize how hard it is to be a casting director or I think again, actors, the business is hard for everybody. I'm always trying to remind them. Like I have really great agent manager friends who are hustling to get their clients in for things. And these are big companies and it's so competitive that everybody's trying to work hard. You know what I mean? And I have great casting director friends who once one job is over, a movie is over, a TV show ends, then they're having to put themselves forward to, to get cast, quote unquote, for another job, right? Like everybody's trying to keep getting work. That's right, yeah. Yeah, I think actors sometimes think they're the only ones that are putting themselves out there. And we certainly are putting ourselves out there in a, a unique way and a vulnerable way. But I, I, I think the more actors realize it's not just about their sort of orientation in the business, it kind of helps them have a, a greater perspective that it's not personal. It's just not personal, right? Yeah. Um, well, Nancy, what's, what's next for you as we've maybe finishing up our little talk? Like what? Um, well, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm up to my eyeballs right now, just working on these, these various projects and um, hopefully they're gonna let us out of our, our homes soon. Um, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, how are things there? Are you, is it home, home quarantined or is it more open now again? No, we're, I mean, there's really no place to go, you know? I mean, all the restaurants are closed and uh, it's cold and uh, we're not allowed to go skiing and, um, you know, so, I mean, I could work in my office if I wanted to. So I do sometimes I go to the office, but mostly I'm just working at home, you know? So I'm looking forward to uh, getting a vaccine. Yeah. And I am not afraid of the vaccines. Um, I talked to somebody the other day, said that they're more afraid of the vaccine than getting COVID. And I think that's silly. Um, <laughs> I am not one of these people that, I mean, I do believe that sometimes the, the media explodes it, but I think COVID's real. I don't think it's a media thing. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, I am 
looking forward to getting the vaccine and uh and then i am gonna have a wild time again <laughs> i'm gonna go yeah. to festivals and i'm gonna go skiing and i'm gonna you know shake somebody's hand <laughs> yeah i always say hug people you know like, just, like that <laughs> yeah i know it seems like I don't know. I think it's also been beautiful, like the things that we take for granted and maybe we're living more. I always hope, you know, people will become more mindful and living more present, you know, because of what we've had to go through. Also, it's just so crazy, right? Like public health uh, catastrophes have become politicized. It's really like such a strange time, right? Like vaccines eradicated polio. Like it's not to me... It's just real, or I always say like masks stuff. I don't remember, I was talking to somebody the other day, like, I don't know if masks are a big issue in the Czech Republic, but like, I don't know why it's political here in America. I was, I was in Japan a couple of years ago. I was in South Korea last year. Like certain cultures have been wearing masks for a long time because they are trying to be, you know, compassionate and respectful of their fellow human beings and not getting anybody else sick. So why can't we just, I think we're going to move forward, hopefully being a masked culture at times. Like, what's the big deal? I don't, I think it's really about giving up our belief that we have control, you know? Um, so, I mean, yeah, Nancy, um, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say it's, it's, it's politicized here, but not in the same way. It's not like people who don't like masks, they're not from one political party. Do you know what I mean? But ah. but they have, um, but they have, um, they wanted the restaurant tours started a political party here because <laughs> they want to stay open. Ah. <laughs> so it's politicized in that way, but it's not like along party lines, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a very different thing. It's kind of funny. But anyway, well, it's great talking to you. Thanks for your interest in, in, in meeting with me and in uh, sharing my um, words with your uh, followers. And um, yeah, thanks for mentioning my book and yes, all that. For sure. And Nancy, where can people like, so it's Nancy Bishop Casting. I'm not in any way telling them that they should email you, but like, that's the name of your company. And they yeah, can... yeah, I have a website, nancybishopcasting.com. It's not very up to date, actually, but I, um, but I, it's more like, yeah, I have a social media presence. So, you okay, know, yeah, that's, I think, yeah, I, I follow you on Instagram. So I'll, when we post, we'll make sure we repost and tag you. And okay, so actors listening, do not send Nancy emails. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being here, Nance. Thank you so much. Take care. Today's podcast episode is sponsored by We Audition. Receive 25% off with the promo code AMAW on weaudition.com. The video chat community to audition, rehearse, self-tape, and get advice. And hopefully book the fucking job. Visit anthonymindel.com slash events for class information worldwide.